Welcome to the Expert Economy Podcast with your host, Naomi Johnson, three times author, LinkedIn guru, profile writer, and founder of The Expert Economy, the place where industry's best thinkers come to glean the tips and wisdom they need to build their business, life, and mindset, and create abundance for themselves and the clients they serve. Now, here's your host, Naomi Johnson. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Expert Economy podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to accelerate your success by leveraging trust in your network. Now, I think this is one of the most important skills you can ever learn because no matter, it will allow you to continue on with your business no matter what happens. It is a skill that will open doors for you and no matter how stuck you feel or how out of money you feel to market, you can always use this skill. So whether you're just getting started and you're sort of wondering who you're gonna start selling to or you're wondering how you're gonna approach new leads, um, this podcast is really gonna be for you. And it's going to be um, really, really good for those who've been going a lot, going for a while that are really looking to reignite things and perhaps take it up a level in terms of the types of clients you're attracting, how you're attracting them, or changing your products and services to be more transformational, to be higher price. So to be able to like leverage the trust in our network, the first thing we need to do is to understand what our network actually is. Now there's a great quote by a guy called Roger Hamilton who says that your network is really your net worth. It is what you are left with when you lose everything. So people think that being wealthy, when you see someone on the street, you go, gosh, it's a wealthy person because look, they've got the Rolex watch, they've got the Tesla car, they've got all the big house and the multiple summer houses or whatever. And you look at that person, you say, wow, that person is wealthy. Well, what happens when they lose all of that, which is something that probably a lot of people are going through right now with, you know, the the um, COVID and, and how things are being really shake, shaking up. Wealth isn't something that stays forever. Um, and it is, you know, it, it can go. Um, so when you look at that person, you call that person wealthy. If they lose all of that, what are they going to be left with? And what they're left with is what's known as your net worth, which is your network. And that is to say, if you lost all your money tomorrow and you lost your business, who is going to be left there with you? Who is going to trust you again to move forward and say, actually, you know what, let's get you started again. I'll introduce you to this person. I'll introduce you to that person. Do you have, when when you've lost everything, do you still have that reputation? Do you still have that kindness with people where they still want to introduce you and they trust you to be able to deliver a result because you know financially things will always happen um, and the best of us will will you know their money will fluctuate up and down and they can you can find yourself desperate people who are can be exceptionally wealthy on the outside can lose all of that and become desperate again and it's what are you left with when all of that is gone? Do you have reputation? Do you have people who will still be by your side and they love you anyway, despite the fact that you haven't got money? Because when that's your net worth, that is the people that are going to be right there beside you to help you restart again and to introduce you to other people. And that is the trust that we can leverage in our network. So 
The trust in our networker really comes down to our reputation and whether we are trustworthy, whether people trust us to be able to deliver a good job, whether we commit to sticking by a project even when things go wrong, um, whether we can handle ourselves well in the face of challenges, um, and whether we just deliver a good service anyway. So there, there is always going to be that trust and we're going to have that trust built up with lots of different people in lots of different areas of our lives. And yes, we can lose that trust if we don't conduct ourselves well. But I'm going to assume that all of us here listening are people who conduct ourselves well. And if we don't, we we clear up our messes and we take responsibility because no one's going to get everything right all the time. And my goodness, we can be misunderstood. Um, so if you, you know, that you just, you're living with integrity, I think is what I'm trying to say. So this trust that you have, this trust that you've built, this can be through many different pockets in your in your life, this goodwill, if you will. <laughs> um, so these different pockets of people, they could be people we went to school with, we went to college with, we did our first job with, we did an internship with, um, a boss, um, bosses in different companies we've worked for, people that we've led in a team in different places. It could be from uh, football, soccer practice. It could be from tennis. It could be your cousins, your brothers. It could be anywhere, any walk of life where you have met people, you have left an imprint of yourself. Um, hopefully good. Um, and and there, right there, is a level of trust. Now, when you get these pockets of people, um, that is where there is trust that can be leveraged. We can knock on that person's door and say, hey, look, um, I need to get an, an introduction to this person that I think would be really great for my business. Um, and this is the problem I want to solve for them. And this is what I want to talk to them about. I wondered if you could make an introduction for me. And that person will go, yeah, actually, I can see that what you're offering is really valuable. And what I know of this person is they actually need this. So I'd be really, really happy to make that introduction for you. And that is to leverage trust. To be able to go to somebody and ask for that introduction or be able to ask for somebody's help You might as well. You might say, look, I know I can't pay you for this right now, but... Um, I really need your help with this, this and this and would that be something you want to you be up for doing? That is also leveraging trust. Not one we're going to focus on here but there are lots of different ways that this, that, you know, I think I don't have to say it, your reputation is really important and how people regard you is really important as well. So when you've got these different pockets of people, places where you've left this imprint of yourself and you've created this good impression and there's that goodwill that people will want to help if they see the value and they will introduce you to people. This is really, really important because that transference of trust from me, the person who's worked with you before, to this new person who um, doesn't know you, doesn't know they have a problem and aren't looking for a solution, when the person, when this other person, this new person, this prospect you want to work with, trusts me, and they say, well, if Naomi says I should speak to this person, then I should. If Naomi says this person's really good, then I should. If Naomi trusts them, then I should trust them. There is a transfer of trust from me to this prospect. And then when you get in touch with the prospect and you're having a conversation, you're already so much more advanced than if you had called that person on a cold call. I think we know what that feels like. You feel nervous. You feel anxious. You're trying to work out how to pitch what you're going to say. You pick up the phone. You phone up someone you don't know. 
and you're like, hi, um, I was just wondering if you might be interested in or however you're going to approach it. And that you're coming in cold to that person on that day. And it's really hard for that person to think, what is this? Why do I want it? Who are you? Do I trust you? So many different things. I mean, we've all been on the end of a cold call, so I don't need to explain that. Um, But this leveraging trust, that introduction, that ability to take the trust that you have built with me and then ask me to transfer that trust to the new prospect is so, so powerful because of the connection it makes with that new prospect. So one of the really big things to be aware of is where all these people sit and who they all are. Now, you don't have to do a great deal of like, oh my goodness, like an exercise of writing all these people down. Actually, all we need to do is something so, so clever and so, so simple and something you probably already started doing, but you just don't realize you've done. So I always say that LinkedIn is like a bank account because when you bring everything in together, you create interest um, in your bank account. So imagine that you've actually got a bank account, which of course you do, so you don't have to imagine, but imagine you've got like 10 bank accounts and you've got a thousand pounds in each of them. How much cumulative interest are you going to get in 10 different accounts compared to if you put all of the money into one account? It's exactly the same concept. So when you have pockets of friends all different places, that's like storing your money under the floorboard, in your back pocket, um, in that wallet in the in the office, in this wallet over here, and you've got the money all over the house. And it's the same with your friends. You've got them all over the place, all doing their little thing. It may they may be some crossovers. And actually those pockets of friends only tend to get together for weddings and funerals, maybe a christening. Um, but what about getting them together right now and putting them all into LinkedIn? Because when they're all, all of your friends from all different walks of your life are all with you on LinkedIn, they are all seeing your status updates, pretty much, depending on how the algorithm's working and if they're checking. <laughs> um, if they're checking LinkedIn. So this this exposure that you are able to get to all of those people with one post, people will either be interested in what you're saying um, or they'll be like, oh, I really champion that. I really encourage that person. I'm going to like that because, look, they've just got themselves a new client. They've just got themselves a, a great testimonial. They've just published a book or and they just put a video up. I hear a lot of people say to me, um, oh, yeah, I've got LinkedIn and I've got quite a lot of connections, but they're not all relevant to this industry um, that I'm now in. So I think I need to go and disconnect with them. And what I say to people there is, if that person has met you or worked with you, you must keep them because that is the trust in your network that you really need to hold on to. Now, if you've been, you know, kind of clicking lots of different people to build up your industry, um, to build up your connections for a particular industry, for a particular job, and you don't know these people, then you might think, okay, I'll take, I'll get rid of some. And you might say, well, I haven't written any great status updates. I haven't made a reputation for myself. They really don't know who I am at all. That makes a good case for getting rid of them. But if you were a thought leader in your previous career and you were well known, then why are we getting rid of them? We must keep them even if you don't know them because you have a reputation with them. You have, you have made an imprint. Um, just to give you an idea of this, when I was selling LinkedIn training for another organization, I would connect with the people that I met with and had one-to-one -one meetings with. And one day, 
um, well, let's try it a different way. So when I started my business, I decided obviously to go to LinkedIn and announce to everybody that I started this new business writing LinkedIn profiles for people um, and people should get in touch with LinkedIn profile review. And a few number of people liked it. And I got an influx of uh, messages in my inbox. And a number of them were people saying, oh yeah, I'd be really interested in this LinkedIn profile. Would that be okay? And I can't tell you how many times it happened, but this complete stranger would come to me, a second degree in my network, if you know what that means. And we would start a relationship and I would uh, do their LinkedIn profile for them. And I'd look at it and I'd say, well, how do we know each other? And it would turn out that we only had one mutual contact in, in uh, to, between us. So that mutual contact, every time I could see that they had liked or commented on my status. And because they had liked and commented on my status, it had gone out to their network. And that's how this new person had come in. And, it, you know, quite often the person who was liking, and particularly in this one case... I'll just keep to this one case. Um, it was actually a person that I had met for one hour outside a train station and pitched LinkedIn training to him. He hadn't bought from me. He'd changed jobs, gone to quite a prestigious company. Um, and he had taken it upon himself that day to go, oh, well done, Naomi, and like it. I hadn't seen him in two years and I'd only spent 30 minutes with him. So you can see how, you know, having a wide breadth of network is really, really important. And when you bring in all the different people from all the different pockets of your life, you will be able to really benefit from that second degree for all of them, for all of that reputation you have with them, all of that trust that you have with them. And then the other benefit is as well, is you'll be able to see who they're connected with. And when you are looking for someone very particular, perhaps in a very particular job role or a particular company, you can um, ask that person, hey, how well do you know this other person? Because that's the person I want to get in touch with. And it seems like you know them. And they can say, actually, I don't know them at all. They're just a connection. Or they can say, yeah, I know them, but they used to be a boss of mine. It's not appropriate for me to approach. Or they can go, yeah, actually, I do know him really well. And I'd be happy to make that introduction tweet to you. So you can see why having LinkedIn, having everybody on your LinkedIn profile uh, as a connection is really, really, really important. And I just just dismissed did just misspeak then um, and mention about the profile. Um, so I'm just going to pick up on that really briefly. Um, when these people come and look at your profile, what impression are you making? Are you pitching the case for the business that you're in um, and how and why you can help? And are you telling people how to get in touch? Are you creating a really good professional uh, approach that really kind of like builds upon and, and keeps that trust absolutely intact? Um, because that trust can disappear quite quickly. Um, and even for the person making the introduction, the person from the, making the introduction can start to become um, someone who isn't trusted. <laughs> um, like, I trust you, you're great, but you keep recommending really crap people to me or you recommend someone to me and I just don't get why this person's relevant. And that's why it's really important to have your profile um, really up together and if you need uh, resources on how to put your LinkedIn profile together you can go to my website www.theprofile.company and on there you'll find all the information you need to put your own LinkedIn profile together and you can also get hold of my book what to put on your LinkedIn profile as well which is written especially uh, for expert entrepreneurs so um, 
what I, we're going to go on to now is like, well, what do you do when you get these introductions? And how are you asking for these introductions? So now you know that you've got the trust, how are you going to leverage it? Because I've touched on how you can approach someone and say, could you introduce me? But what happens next? So this is a little concept I call the research strategy. And it's absolutely perfect. And I'll tell you the story um, of an old colleague of mine called Hannah when she was starting up her coaching business in law. She wanted to coach law lawyers. And so what she did is she got a number of lawyers that, that she could find in her network and she asked all of them, would you, would you come out for dinner with me? And that was a direct approach. She didn't need to like ask for an introduction here. Um, so you can ask for introductions or you can go directly. Um, to leverage trust that is and so she leverages leveraged the relationship she already had with them and asked them to come out for dinner of course she was paying and what she would do is she would sit down with them and say hey look I'm starting this coaching business and I'm really looking at working with lawyers and I was just wondering like what are the main pa main pain points for you as a lawyer and so they would tell her and she would say well okay so tell me now when you when you've got all those pains if I were to fix that for you, how would that look? And they go, oh, I, I don't know. So she would kind of give them a suggestion, say, well, I was thinking like 10 coaching sessions and they would focus on this and we could do this, this and this. And then the person would be like, mm, yeah, that could work. And then they would carry on and they would add in all of their own ideas. And what Hannah would walk away with was a really clear idea of how somebody wanted to solve this problem and what kind of package that they would need. It was ingenious and it worked really, really, really well because once this person had designed, they, they said what their problem was and now they had designed the solution, of course they wanted to buy it. Now, when you are asking for introductions to people, to just be able to go out for lunch or dinner with someone and say, I just want to pick your brains, it's really, really great because it doesn't have that same pressure. It's not a sales meeting and it's not something that that person has to opt in of. It's like, oh yeah, I know I have a problem. I'm looking for a solution. I want to invest, which is quite further down the line and maybe further down the line from where you are. You can use the research strategy. And it can be easy for someone to make that introduction for you or for you to approach that person and make it e um, equally um, mutually beneficial. So again, that's a, another reason for your LinkedIn profile to look good because if you are approaching a complete stranger in maybe quite a high position, you want to like really get their, um, get their interest. But if you don't know enough about what you're doing and what you're going to sell and what your real ideas are to be able to write your LinkedIn profile, that's okay. You can just put your intentions on there and what you're looking for and who you're looking to connect with in order to solve this because you're passionate and this is the reason why you're passionate about it. So there's many different approaches that you can take there. But the key thing is, is this research strategy really can open doors for you because you're going to be able to have a conversation with people that um, maybe know that they have a problem but don't know a solutions out there and you're going to be able to help design that solution with them and therefore create a really really powerful transformational product for them so that is how you leverage trust in your network so your key takeaways today is to um, make sure that you add everybody onto your LinkedIn profile that you know make sure your LinkedIn profile is making a good impression and then start listing out the people that you'd like to get in front of 
to be able to interview them about what their current situation is and how you might be able to fix it for them. As you do this, you will become an expert in your client's problems. You'll really understand what they their challenges are, the words that they use to explain that problem, and also how they want to get it solved. Um, it's such an easy way to get the doors open to you. So if you want to um, learn more about this and also learn more about the expert economy and our methodology and our approach, again, I just want to really invite you to come and download my book, The Expert Economy. It's on www.theexperteconomy.co.uk. So that's www.theexperteconomy.co.uk. Come to the website there download um, the book. It's it's a really beefy book. <laughs> and I, I, I write out the full methodology and strategy for positioning yourself as a go-to expert in your industry and quickly establishing your business and getting paid what you're worth. And also when you sign up, you can get notifications of new episodes as they come out. So I really hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Um, much to consider, much to take away. If you do have questions feel free to, to reach out you can email me at naomi at the profile.company i'd love to hear your thoughts and get the discussion going but for now i'll leave you with that speak to you next time